Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And we know that one of the best ways to do that is through travel and exploring nature. That's why I am especially excited to introduce our guest today, Joe Yogurst. Joe is an editor, writer, and photographer who has lived and worked on four continents. His writing has appeared in numerous major publications, including 33 National Geographic's books, and he's joining us today to share all about his latest must-have book. It's a National Geographic book as well, and it's called 100 Parks, 5,000 Ideas. I have it sitting right in front of me. I know you're going to want to have it in your own personal library, so let's get started. Welcome, Joe. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me this morning. Well, I have to say, I am so excited to talk with you. Uh, I mentioned before we went on air, I am planning a trip myself. And like all National Geographic publications, the photographs are stunning. The information's great and makes you want to kind of start packing right now. (laughs) But before we get into the book itself, I'd like to ask a little bit about you, Joe. What led you to uh, your love of visiting national parks? Because I know there's a story behind that. Well, I was lucky to have parents that took me to national parks from when I was a toddler, basically. We uh, did uh, long road trips every summer, and they were usually national park-focused. And uh, growing up in Southern California, we had, I remember, a long road trip up the Pacific Coast to national parks, like Redwoods and Crater Lake, and another one through Utah and Wyoming to Zion and Bryce and the Tetons and Yellowstone and yet another one through Arizona and New Mexico. So I had a good grounding in national parks as a child, and I continued visiting as a college student and as a young adult. And when I started having my own children, I took my kids to national parks. So it's kind of a a lifelong passion. Well, I'm thinking as far as passions, you picked a good one, Joe, because as I said to you, just just looking at this book, it really, I have to wait a couple months before my trip starts, but I'm kind of ready to go right now. And the other thing, again, it's true of National Geographic books as as providing, you know, the wonderful, exciting, and stunning illustrations and, and photos. This book is packed with information. I know this was a, uh, a labor of love. You can tell that. Um, so tell us a little bit about the, how the book is organized, and then I want to get into some of the special sections I thought were really interesting. Well, um, National Geographic has been doing national park books for years, for 40 or 50 years. And this time we wanted to do something that was a little bit different, not just national parks, but all kinds of of really exciting, awesome, good parks in the Canada and the U.S. So we sat down and we sketched out and we thought it's got to be state parks because there are a lot of those, 8,000 to 10,000 state parks, and so we have to pick some of those. Um, There's really great city parks, so we picked about uh, seven or eight of those, plus some national forests and some national wildlife refuges that also are great parks that a lot of people don't know about. Um, So it was hard to cut it down to 100 because there are so many great parks. So I don't know if I would say these are the 100 best parks in Canada and the U.S., but it's 100 parks that are indicative of the variety of parks and park experiences and adventures that you can have in North America. 
Well, and then you also add in, as I mentioned, uh, several special sections like Event Horizon, Meet the Neighbors, and Lay Your Head. I thought that was such <laughs> a great idea. So tell us a little bit about the add-ons that you had in each of the sections. The sidebars. Well, yes. Um, it varies from park to park. I think there's six different sidebar categories that we have um, that um, deal with other aspects of the park. Some have to do with where to eat. Some have to do with where to stay. Um, some have to do with events that take place in the parks. Um, it's just a little bit of extra information to present more like in bullet form or in short form rather than, than long form. And um, it allowed us to pack a lot more information in the book than we normally would have been able to do and present some things that were a little unusual or not expected. Well, it, what, it, what it did, too, I mean, as a reader, I thought, boy, when I'm planning my trip and I'm getting into the details, you're providing, again, destinations that are close by. You're really helping a person plan that trip, uh, you know, so that they're going to get the most out of that particular vacation. I, I just really like that idea. And as you call them sidebars, I call them add-ons. <laughs> I have to learn the literary <laughs> term for them. But, but, again, it's just that really important information that's kind of like in bullet format, like you said. So it's the difference between having a, you know, a nice trip and having a really super trip. So I like that part. And then the other thing, you can tell I'm excited because I'm talking fast, <laughs> but uh, you put those top ten destinations for experiencing, you know, X. Tell us a little bit about the top ten destinations categories. Um, well, those were actually National Geographic's ideas. The add-ons were my ideas. Those were theirs. Um, it was another way to get more parks into the book than what we had already and also kind of list them together in different categories. And um, they initially came up with the categories and then they had me kind of fill out what I thought should go into them. And, um, and that was an interesting thing to do because it actually required more thought because you had to think, this time we really were trying to look at the top 10 things in various categories, like the top 10 beaches. Um, and, um, and a lot of times one paragraph took as much research and time as a whole chapter of a single park because we wanted to get it right and we really wanted to have the best, the best beaches or the best, the best national park lodges um, and things like that. Um, river trips, winter sports, trails, um, so many trails, it was really hard to narrow that one down. So again, it was a way to try to get some parks in that weren't maybe, that, that weren't included in the top 100, but also just different categories for people that enjoy different things. I don't think people necessarily think that there's a lot of great beaches in the national parks, but there are. And they don't necessarily think it's a great place for winter sports, but it actually is. And the national parks are where so our national parks or parks in general are, are where a lot of winter sports actually started in the United States and Canada. Well, and the other thing, too, is if someone, like, say, is a huge skier or, again, they, they really want to focus on winter sports or they love going on river trips or something, you can come to this book, and then it can give you an idea of here are the, you know, the places that you want to be sure to visit. So you can, you can plan your trip by, by your own passion, by what you love to do, rather than geographically, which I just thought that's exactly. another great bonus from this book. So, well, we've only got a couple of minutes left. Obviously, I could talk to you for quite a while, Joe, but <laughs> before I go, do you have any favorites, some personal destinations that really are special to you? 
Well, the two that are most special to me are Yosemite and the Grand Canyon because I've been going to both since I w- was a little kid. Um, my parents took me. My first camping trip ever was to Yosemite National Park. My first bear encounter was there. I've been going there Ouch. through every period of my life. Um, and um, and between the Grand Canyon and Yosemite, I've probably done everything, just about everything there is to do in both parks in terms of outdoor adventure and indoor things and seeing them in every season in snow and in heat and in the spring and in the, and the fall. So those are probably the two most special to me. But in doing this book, every time I went to a new park, I fell in love with that park, and that became my favorite park until I went to the next one and fell in love with that one. So I had a lot of <laughs> love affairs putting together this book. Uh, well, uh, as I said, you could tell because it, it's, it's lovingly presented and greatly lovingly pre- received. So before we have to run, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with my audience, which actually, as you know, is comprised mostly of people over 50. So any thoughts on traveling sure. when you've got a few uh, miles on your own <laughs> backside? Well, so I'm, I'm, also, I'm, I'm also on the feisty side of 50, so I know where you're coming from. Um, Parks, uh, you know, parks, people think of parks as being active places where you really have to get out and do hardcore stuff. But there's a lot of softcore adventure, too. And there's a lot of places where you can just sit and stare at the landscape. Um, And the parks in this book also include museums and historical sites and things like that. So there's indoor as well as outdoor attractions. So I I really do think there are parks for every season, every reason, and every person out there, no matter who they are or how active they are, there is a park somewhere in this book and somewhere in the U.S. or Canada for you. Wow. Well, we are. I got truth chills up the back of my neck with that one, Joe. We'll have to leave it at that. But thank you so much. What a, what a pleasure to talk with you. And thanks for having me on. Well, and I'm sure if you're listening out there, you have learned a lot and are more than ready to uh, create your own next trip to a national park, a state park, or even maybe one around the corner. But before you do that, make sure you pick up a copy of National Geographic's 100 Parks, 5,000 Ideas. It's a treasure trove of useful information, and it's a real feast for the eyes. And while you're at it, Don't forget to go out there and show the world just how feisty a woman over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.